0: And welcome to another edition of Tech Post brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio and in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. And I'm joined for the last show of 2022 by, once again, Dave the Don O'Neill. Dave, welcome to the show.
1: He wanted to get Tim Cook on here, but, uh, you know, he, he said
0: uh, he, he might try him next year, next Christmas. He's busy in Japan at the moment, actually touring Japan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he texted me last night. yeah, <laughs> On signal. Uh, not not, not message. <laughs> so the Christmas spirit is alive, Dave. It's coming up to the... the that, great time of the year and um we got to kind of i suppose we've got to round up what uh, what's happened really in 2022 uh-huh. um see what we liked and didn't like about 2022 and maybe even give a discussion about what's coming in 2023 but uh, I think history is, um, history, anytime we've made predictions that we've been on either the safe side or the totally missed side, but uh, we'll we'll give it a go, we'll give it a go anyway. Um, I have a prediction. Yes, go on. There will be a new iPhone next year. And there will be new Samsung phones, and there'll be new uh, Pixel phones, and um, Nokia phones, and whatever. Now, okay, right, so speaking (laughs) of which, right, I will, um, you know, we've, we've, we've often talked about these foldable phones and yeah. how many we've seen in the wild. Yeah. Right? So I can now add one more to it. I can't. But the trouble is it was the same person who previously had a Nokia flip phone has now upgraded to a Samsung phone. Oh. Right, so the, the new Z Flip Fold. Right. Um. So met them last week, mm-hmm. and this person had their new Samsung phone, so I had a look at it. Now, again, I do like the sides of these phones. I do like the flip and the opening up. But the reason that they upgraded mm. was because after not even two years, the distortion and the line where the fold is uh-huh. on their Nokia, um, what, I can't remember the model name of it is that, that does the, the flip anyway. Um, there was so much distortion and it was so obvious and it was so bad the way it was lifting and Physically dist- distorting, color distorting, everything about it—it it was so bad that they decided to go for the Samsung instead. So, right. Um, so everything we've talked about and everything we've uh, ever said
1: mm-hmm.
0: is kind of what's happening. The technology isn't there yet for these, for for longevity on these phones. No. no. So um, now I have to say, holding the Samsung in my hand. It's a solid, solid device. The Mm -hmm. hinge, the way it operates, is beautiful. The responsiveness of the screen was Mm -hmm. quite good. Um, And again, I still get envy. I would love to have something like this if they could sort it out that it was proper and done and worked right and the folding wasn't going to give you these issues over a long time. So I will be watching that one over the next couple of months to see how... The fold on that screen um, holds up, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean the real test would be after a year. You know? Yeah, we might have to report back this time next year. Actually, yeah, I put that in my calendar for our our Christmas roundup of 2023. Yeah. Oh God, it's hard to believe that we're, another year has gone by, Dave. Hard to believe. I know. They're I know, just it's going too fast. I uh, can't keep up with it. Um, right, so let's let's have a quick look back over the year, Dave. Um, I actually. You know what? It went so fast, it feels like a blur. Um, and mm. th- th- there wasn't, I don't think there was anything outstanding this year, really. Like we had all our new products, uh, new new phones, yeah. new tablets, new this, new that. But I don't think there's anything that kind of I'm looking at and saying, like in product-wise now, there was nothing mm. revolutionary. There was nothing I would say, wow,
1: yeah, I, I mean I, that's fair to say it was a bit incremental. You know? yes. It was yeah. Yes. Just nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing that had the absolute wow factor.
0: Yes, correct. Yeah. There was not nothing. I, I don't know. I I just can't I can't review twenty twenty two and kind of have standout highlights. Really, um, there's nothing to make me. Mm to make me kind of talk too much about it
1: but at the same time a lot happened
0: you know yes there was yeah we had <laughs> we had plenty to talk about every single month and uh if you want to go back over anything that we talked about over the last year just go into lemmingpost.ie and go into the podcast section and you'll get the tech post inside there and you can subscribe to the Limerick post podcast as well and mm-hmm. uh, get that and loads of great other podcasts tech posts posterity podcast with nigel dugdale and there's Anne and steve talk stuff and there's uh, Three things that matter with Anne Blake and the Limerick Lady, with uh, Anne, and and Lankford as well. So there's loads of uh, podcasts to uh, to subscribe to there. So anyway, right? Let's keep going ourselves with what we do uh, know and what we have seen over the last year. I suppose the the, the story that. Uh, kept giving to us all through the year dave mm. what was the what was the one that what would you think i'm leading into here now
1: <sighs> you know it was kind of funny because this all started i think back in april and it feels yeah. like only yesterday
0: yeah. yeah yeah months and months of every month um Mr. Musk, Mr. Elon Musk <laughs> and Twitter gave us something uh, great to talk about. He knows how to hit the headlines, yeah. doesn't he? Oh, yeah, totally. not really. So um, Now, since since our last episode, there have been loads, loads has happened since then. Um, yeah. And so uh, the brief roundup of what happened was that Elon Musk said he was going to buy Twitter. Mm-hmm. Then he said he wasn't going to buy Twitter after making an offer. Um, then they uh, were going to sue him because... He had said they wanted him to go ahead with it and there was all these things happening around that and um, he wanted to put out because he said that there was too many bots on the system and that their numbers were netting up and they he wanted a disclosure of um, how many real users there were. Uh, in the end anyway, he did actually buy Twitter. Yeah. Right, so that deal has gone ahead. And I think since the last time we recorded, actually, that deal has gone ahead. It was was imminent the last time we recorded, but that deal has gone ahead. Oh, it has. Right. So, uh, Mr. Musk bought Twitter, and I think uh, immediately, um, probably unintentionally because I was going to say um, it's like as though he set about it but uh, I doubted that he set about it intentionally I think he just was so misguided and um, dare I say stupid that <laughs> um, it looked as though he was trying to absolutely tear down Twitter to reduce it to rubble um, and from, from the outside looking in it's like what the hell is he doing so demanding all Uh, workers come back to the office no more remote working installing beds in the HQ oh uh, yeah right uh, which brought in uh, kind of a building code code regulation they said they were going to investigate that because you you can't have like sleeping arrangements you can't just put a bed in and to sleep there kind of thing yeah Um, so there's health and safety to think about he then launched the the Twitter um, verified blue (laughs) tick thing (laughs) for the 8 dollars a month, which had to be canceled very quickly after so many fake accounts, uh, uh, including somebody actually, somebody changed their own, I I don't think they changed the username, but they changed the name and the photo on their account to be Elon Musk. Yeah. Kathy Griffin it was, I think. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. And um, had the blue tick beside it. Mm -hmm. And obviously like there was so many things that came up, like people were registering different accounts yeah, with the blue tick so people didn't know whether this was a real celebrity or whether it was a, a real company there was and I did was there there was something in my mind that some place they, they registered a the company name and then they said that there was some free vaccine or something being given out or free drugs or, or no it was insulin Insulin, that it was, was it. The, um, uh,
1: What's that company? Lily, I think it's
0: called. Lily, that's it, yeah. yeah and they, Lilly, and yeah. they said that they were... That was going to be made freely available, yeah. which uh, created a PR debacle for them. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, the blue tick had to be quickly... Um, this, this $8 a month for blue tick is uh, gone. Um, and then there's all the talks now about that there's going to be a blue tick and a grey tick and a pink tick and a purple tick. and <laughs> I I don't know. It's there's just, already a grey one. Right, the grey one. So the grey one is the, the... Official. The official one. Yeah. So, which really was just what the blue tick was before. Yeah. Right. Very much. So you get the grey one and now you're official and you have to do nothing else.
1: Yeah. Right. I think it's more for companies rather yeah. than individuals.
0: Yeah. And then the blue tick then, they had to bring back The verification process. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure is that back yet. I I don't
0: think so. But that's the the one that they're going to um, roll out uh, where you can actually buy it for X amount a month.
1: Yeah. And I don't think the verification process is going to be that stringent even then.
0: Probably not. And it's probably going to lead to more and more uh, nonsense. There was so much more happened as well. Um, The firing of all the staff. Oh, yeah. Anybody who even, and even like going online and when there was things going wrong with Twitter, he was going online and making claims that it was to do with certain API Mm -hmm. requests. And then workers in Twitter were tweeting back to him saying, no, that's not true. All this is fine. The problems are that there's problems in the program. And now you've gotten rid of all the workers who would be the ones trying to fix this program. And then they got fired. They did. Clear out your desk, yeah. they, and, they,
1: and you know, it's by email. They get an email saying, "Yeah, yep, you're gone."
0: They open up the laptop in the morning, and the laptop says, "You cannot log in." <laughs> um, that it, it the, the, basically laptop becomes a brick. Is it led to a lot of backlash and a lot of people leaving Twitter. And a lot of people have gone to the, there's another service called Mastodon. That's right. Yeah. Which I had a look at and um, I can report to all our listeners, all three of you, that it's, I don't know, I wouldn't, I would stay away from it um, because you have to, Mastodon is a community run Twitter system. That's very similar to Twitter um, interface wise and everything. But, Everybody who runs a Mastodon server anywhere in the world is just a normal person who's doing it for the community. Right. So I could set up a Mastodon server here in Limerick. Mm-hmm. And that means when you're signing up, you have to pick the server that you're signing up to and then get mm-hmm. your username. And that the process for someone who's non technical, the process can be yeah. a bit, a bit iffy. Anyway. Um, the, the with, with all that anyway that it's it, it becomes a very cumbersome way of of signing up and the worst part of it is that the people then who are running that community server mm-hmm. if at any stage they decide i'm just not doing it anymore right mm-hmm. if they just get like so let's say i just decide I don't want to pay for doing this anymore. I don't have the time. I've got a real job or I'm moving someplace. I'm moving abroad. I just say, I'm not running that server anymore. And I shut it down.
1: It happens all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anything that the person might have uploaded to it, if there's anything or any data or anything inside in it. Well, first of all, I've control over any data that has gone into it. So I could Mm -hmm. technically sell that information. So you've no control over that. You're only going on someone's goodwill that they're not, Doing anything nefarious with the data or the information going through it, yeah. But anything that has gone through it and any old um, information that's there, or any old I was going to call them tweets, but I don't know, I don't know what they're called on Mastodon. No, on I mean thing, uh, posts. Let's just call them posts. posts. All right. Right, yeah. So anything like that. Could be just gone overnight and that could means be. you have no access to your username anymore you can't it's not as though you, you have to go through the whole sign up process again and see if your username is available on a different server right so it's i, I get the idea behind the community system where it's kind of distributed and not tied to one system and that you're not not beholden to any one company that does changes or anything like that but you're there's there's no control over it
1: right and, yeah. and you know for people who want to have that worldwide reach you're not going to have it anymore
0: yes exactly so Yeah,
1: you you can say that Twitter is like platform wise it looks similar it's kind of got a similar kind of format to it but it's not it's it's a different platform for different reasons yes I mean it exists for different reasons so yeah. no you can't just replace one with the other
0: no you can't but um I'm sure something else will probably pop up at some stage to... um, Well, there are other ones out there,
1: but they're even more impalatable to those uh, folks who are running away from Twitter. You know, the the free speech ones, Gab and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, they are, yeah. Um, Right, so um, I'm sure, look, 2023 will bring loads more uh, Twitter news for us. Um, Mm. Thanks to our good friend, Mr. Musk. I'm sure that he is going to continue to give us... The delight of talking about him all through 2023. (laughs) It's it's
1: funny though. I mean, I I don't use Twitter really. I'm there, but I don't use it. You know Mm. what I mean? So for me, I'm sitting back and I'm just, um, you know, eating my popcorn, drinking my Coke, having a bit of a laugh. But if he really wants the platform to succeed, he's going to have to consider actually stepping down as CEO and putting someone in his place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't think he has the wherewithal to run something like this. No, I don't think so. Um, there's a huge amount, of, and because of the changes he was making, um, a huge amount of advertisers just left, just mm. went off it. It's uh, got a few back, I think. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, if you're doing everything because it's a, a loss-making business, and you're you're getting rid of fifty percent of the staff worldwide, which included in Dublin, there was a lot of like, oh, Fairly, you yeah. come you come here here to Ireland as well. Like there was a lot of people lost their jobs, and yeah. um, and at the same time, you've got other companies like. Facebook and Intel doing a lot of round of redundancies as well. Yeah. It's a bit concerning in that side of things. Well, the, we know the, why
1: Facebook is doing
0: it. <laughs> well, again, yeah, there, yeah, there's a there's a whole other debacle there that um, yeah. that they, 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 I think their bet on this metaverse is... Not going well. Yeah, I mm. think that's another thing where the the vision of uh, Mr. Zuckerberg has been shown to be um, a bit lacking. <laughs> he got lucky and some people will think he got lucky on the back of the uh, the twins. So what do you call them? The Winklevoss twins, is it? Um, yeah. yeah, I think. Um, but some people think. Uh, but uh, he will refute that. So allegedly, he might have gotten lucky off the back of them. Mm. <laughs> that word allegedly is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't think it's uh, it's going to go well. They're again having to uh, downsize. A lot of these companies just kind of hired a lot during the pandemic, because the the tech industry was having a good run of it. it was, but yeah. um, there, there's a what what's been called a correction. Well, yeah. mm. I don't I don't think it's a I don't think it's an issue. I think the things will come back around proper again anyway. And there's, there's plenty out there for yeah. people. But um, just it's just interesting to watch it at the moment. These places, um, but while that's happening, there's plenty of other places in the tech industry that are growing and growing and growing. So um, that's uh, anyway. Mm. Let's. Let's draw the line for 2022 under Twitter and let's see what Mm -hmm. happens in the new year. Um, I, like you, Dave, I used to be like, I don't post a lot on Twitter and Mm -hmm. I don't, I kind of, it's really only there for work. Um, And I've noticed now that my usage of it has gone way down. And a lot of it is because of any time I've opened it up in the last two months, it's just inundated with promoted advert tweets from like betting companies and mm-hmm. like I've gone so far as even blocking some of these betting companies because it's all so many of the promoted tweets are from them that I just I just don't want to see it. I just don't want to see this stuff, but it's just there's so much that the actual idea of looking at stuff um, and, and seeing what people that I do follow are saying, it's like, ah, it's, it's gone, which is the same as what's happened with... Things like Facebook and stuff like that. I think the recent statistic I saw was that anybody posts on Facebook, you're you're basically saying that some like six percent of your direct followers will see that post.
1: That's true. They do that yeah. on purpose. Yeah, they do, yeah.
0: Yeah. So even if people are following you, they still won't see your post. That's right. You yeah. gotta boost it. Pay yes, them the exactly. moolah. Pay the moolah, yeah. Right. Okay, so Div, what is your product of the year for twenty twenty two?
1: Okay, it's not something we've really talked about. That's not something that the show talks about a lot. Yeah. It's an audio product. I'm an audio guy. I uh, I like to pretend to be a, a disc jockey like I am right now. <laughs> and uh, I got myself a Rodecaster Pro 2.
0: Oh, We did a bit of a review on this, actually. We did. We, yeah, did, talk we did about it, uh, yeah. I
1: think, two issues ago. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's definitely the highlight of my year because... Um, we were all expecting them to release a, um, an upgrade to their Rodecaster one, which is a good starting point, but it just lacked in certain things. You know, yeah. it was good for maybe one thing, and that was podcasting. But if you wanted to use it for what a lot of people are doing nowadays, game streaming, um, anything like that, it just wasn't quite there. Okay. But now what they've done is they've released a product that can do pretty much anything you want. I use it for, well, I don't do any game streaming, but I could if I wanted mm-hmm. to. Uh, I mostly use it to do uh, a radio show from home. No problem. It's more than enough to do that. More right. than enough. And, you know, you can go out and buy a studio with standalone equipment that will cost in the thousands for what you would get in this one device that does it all. Okay. And that's why I love it. It is Super excellent value, it's 730 euros. Which right. sounds like a lot for something, but when you think about it, when you go and buy stuff for a studio,
0: for someone who is in this industry, yeah, if if somebody is like, mm-hmm. if you're an amateur musician or a podcaster yeah. or any kind of doing any kind of broadcast stuff like that, any kind of audio recording, right, that's a bargain for someone in that industry. It
1: is absolutely because it can also do multi-track recording. So if you have your your mm-hmm. audio program on your computer with all the multi-tracks, you can yeah. line up the, the tracks on your on your roadcaster to those tracks on your computer. Yeah. So they can all be synchronized and all you so you can do actual multi-track recording on the thing. So it's pretty darn decent, like for yeah, seven thirty. For,
0: yes, for, yeah. for the price, the features. And mm. uh, and you did say at the time that um and when we we're reviewing it, you're saying that, like, because this, that they do give out software updates to it, yep. that it does get new features. And I think that yep. has happened already. Has it's it?
1: happened already uh, in the form of a beta release. Mm. And it's given me uh, some extra control over how I can, like, because I, when I do a radio show, I link in folks over VoIP. Yeah. And I need to be able to send them a certain mix back so they can hear certain things, but not themselves. Yes. In the, in the mix. It's called a mix minus. Plus, a few other things. So that's kind of been added to the system now, so that you can do that within the interface. And they've actually added uh, the companion app on the computer called Rode Connect can do it as well. So you mm. can launch it, you can actually do it on your desktop, and it will control your, your Rodecaster that's connected wow. to the computer via USB. Okay. So it's just they've, they've made tweaks
0: to the interface, they've made it a bit better, and there's definitely more to come. Right, okay, so that is the, give us the product name again, the full product name?
1: So the full product name is by a company called Rode, R-O-D-E, from mm-hmm. Australia, yeah. and it's called the Rodecaster Pro 2.
0: Two, okay. Okay. Right, so you're you're so happy with this. This yeah. is your product of the year. Absolutely, your, your toy of the year. Really, that, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I will say, um, for my product of the year that that what I use, um, the one that I have, uh, and again, I think, um, probably on the same episode we reviewed this was the new AirPods Pro from Apple. Oh AirPods, yeah. AirPods Pro two. Mm. I have to say. I am blown away by how good these things. I use them every single day. The noise cancellation is amazing on it. Mm -hmm. The transparency mode is amazing on it. The Mm -hmm. sound quality, everything, battery life, features, everything. I just absolutely love this product. It's just um it's so quick to to connect. It's a lot faster than the the normal AirPods for connecting when you when you take them out and pop them in. Um it connects really, really fast. And um I just I don't know I couldn't be without them at this stage now. Um, again, for AirPods they are pr- pricey enough at 300 euros. like to be able to for so mm. if it, like people might be thinking of what would they get people for Christmas and stuff like that. What kind of stocking fillers they would get. So I'm going to give a few recommendations of a few things that people could actually more budget items for um, okay. for people. So. The first one if there is somebody in your life that is kind of in the apple ecosystem not so much like there's no point in getting this if someone's all in on android but if there's somebody with iphones and stuff i'd be recommending just get them the homepod mini it's uh, 99 euros mm. and it can also become a home hub as well so if you have a smart home and that'll lead me on to the next one in a minute but the audio out of these things um for less than 100 quid the audio out of these things is absolutely amazing. It's a, it's a smart speaker, so you can tell Siri what to do, all the different bits and pieces, ask your questions. Um, I still think Siri is not as good as uh, Amazon's assistant for general stuff, general questions. Right. But it allows you to do your smartphone controlling. It does great with audio. You can Bluetooth um, directly. So even if you're using Spotify or you're playing podcast through a third party app or something like that. you can quite easily Bluetooth up to these things. Lovely little features whereby like if you have your your phone and you kind of if you're on a call and you come in, you can put your phone over to the speaker and it'll hand off the phone call to the speaker. So you can talk with, so you can do hands free then through that speaker. Okay. Um, for the size and the price, the audio is amazing on it. And if you wanted to go for the two hundred, uh, get a stereo pair and then pair them to your Apple TV. <laughs> um, and you can have your stereo pair. They're they're great. I I really like them as well. And I would be saying as the I suppose stocking filler hundred quid. Uh, it's probably maybe a bit much for a stocking filler. But if you have someone in your life you want to get something for something nice, a nice little colorful orange HomePod Mini. So. They um, do yeah. orange yoga. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh. The other thing as well, and um, if you want to start getting people in on the smart home stuff, I would be recommending get something. If, if somebody wants to get in on the smart home, they're they're kind of like you know someone who's dipping their toes in it and they don't know how to start off on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be saying get in on something like the Philips Hue light system. You you can. You'll, you'll have to like say the starter pack, I can't remember the actual price of the starter pack now, but there, there are other, like you could get like kind of maybe like a Caris a Smart or Meris Smart plugs as well, so like, yeah. you could just plug a lamp into it. But if you want to get in on the smart home, just to start off the Philips system, that means it'll work with the Amazon stuff, it'll work with the Apple stuff, it'll work with the Google Home stuff, right. so you're, you're, you're going across all the platforms there. And the beauty of it, and I want to lead into this, is that Matter has finally launched, so things are coming out now with Matter support. Oh! So iOS 16.1, I think, um, launched a couple of weeks ago, and actually I think they're up to 16.2 now, which has given some improvements, mm. and um, that has Matter support, because Matter launched there back, I think it was the end of October, maybe start November after years and years of waiting and years and years of delays and the whole thing with matter support is to make all these smart items cross platform completely so if you buy a plug or a light that is has matter support it'll control everything so it's not just for homekit or just for amazon or just for google home this thing is it makes them all cross platform so it it's going to open up all platforms to having a lot more categories and products available inside in them, as soon as manufacturers start releasing Matter supported devices. But as it is, uh, if you upgrade to like the latest iOS and tvOS and macOS and everything like that you, you it converts your home into a um, a Matter supported smart home. Um, the the setup. Uh, the one thing it, it means is uh, that if you have any if you have any older devices that aren't on the latest operating system, they will lose access to the smart home if you do that. Um, and that's in the Apple ecosystem. I don't think Android have um, released an update yet with the Matter support in mm. the smart home yet. Um, as in on the, and I'm not sure if that's going to be down to Android or is it going to be down to like Google releasing it because it's Google smart home system. So I presume they'll have to do some sort of update. And all the... Well, it
1: could be the Google yeah. Home app.
0: Yeah. yeah. And all the... Um, I don't know if there's anything even in the OS that they they might have to do something in the OS to actually bake it into that because all the other apps then have to be able to support it. So there might be some sort of um, feature set, some sort of uh, kit um, that would have to be in the API kit that's in the OS to be able to do it cross-platform. And obviously then Amazon have to roll out all updates to all their Alexa devices. So mm-hmm. I don't we don't know how old or how far back that will go. The like what ones will be supported. So when they do it, you could find some people with some older Alexa devices in their house that might not be able to control the new matter supported home the it's it I, I think it's even though things like that are going to be annoying, I think it's a good thing that they're going this way because matter support means that it is going to be all cross platform. You buy a device and you know that it'll work with anything that you have in your house. You're not just tied into an ecosystem, uh, which is the Holy Grail. it's standardization. Uh, there is, and there's a lot of work to do in the Matter system as well, because there's a lot of things that aren't supported inside net features and things like that, like adaptive lighting, which is a HomeKit only thing at the moment, whereby your lights change or the the brightness change as the evenings goes on, kind of thing. So, um, the there's there things like that that eventually we'll get into it. But that's yeah. If you want someone to get in on the the, the smart home stuff, get them a Philips Hue system or get them one of the like the Philips smart plugs. Which is just really—it's like an adapter. Plugs into your wall, your mm-hmm. device plugs into it, and then you can control it. There, that's my uh, little tip there for. It's a huge rabbit hole to go down. Oh, it is. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's a good place to start. The Philips Hue yeah. system is a good place to start because it's easy enough to set up. You right. know, what you don't want to do is go getting people things like a thermostat system or a, a wall switch, like a light switch, smart wall switch, light switch, because then people need installation. Yeah. Um, so if you get people a light switch then somebody has to turn off the electricity they have to know how to rewire the switch that kind of thing. So and then it ends up just sitting in a drawer because nobody knows, Nobody wants to go at the electricity and yeah, and get an electrician in to make an installation. You'll get a smart camera as well. There's plenty of smart cameras out there right, and yeah. that is going to lead me on to before I ask you about any uh, well actually you know what mm-hmm. I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll swap around I was going to lead on something but I'll just ask you have you any product recommendations for kind of Christmas Eve hmm. kind of budget things that people could well when
1: one comes to mind. Um, mm-hmm. the um, the newish Google TV. It's a tiny little dongle and it's quite a packs a mighty punch for what it is. Um, they, they released a, a new one there recently. It's a ten eighty p version, but they had the four K version out before. Oh. Now personally I'm Is got that 4K the Chromecast version. Version. like sorry, yes, the Chromecast. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, so the Google Chromecast with Google TV. That's oh, what it is. Oh right. Oh right. right.
0: with Google TV, yes. Okay, right, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And I'm looking to like I've got the 4K version myself, and it was only what 60, I think, and I think it's maybe 40 or something like that for the newer 1080P version. So it depends ah. on, you know, whatever tickles your fancy, really. Yeah. Um, but what I'm hoping to do with it is to plug a, um, a, a USB hub into it, right? A mm-hmm. USB hub with what's called power delivery, so I can yes. so I can stick in and I can stick in USB drives and expand the, the functionality further. And Google has a document on this themselves. It's doable. If you oh, can get the right adapter. So, but anyway, it's just for the thing alone, the Chromecast alone with Google TV in there. Um, even if, if you have a smart TV or don't have a smart TV, but if your smart TV is getting a bit old or whatever, like yeah. you can give it a fresh new look with this thing.
0: All right. Okay. I think it's a good idea. Right. Okay. So yeah. that's your that's your top tip. Right. Yeah. So what I'm going to do now is i just I'm I, where I was going to lead with that when I was talking about smart cameras was yeah. there was a big story came out over the last few weeks about the Eufy smart cameras, and there was security researchers saying that these things were leaking data um, across the web <sighs> even even Again. if yeah so. It's uh, it seems to be one of those things that most companies come up against and then the I suppose I think Eufy's problem was that they um they kind of flat out denied it. So you are owned by a company called Anchor. And Anchor oh. make the smart charge or the, the yeah. you know the wireless chargers and things like that. I now I have a few of them and the anchor chargers, the wireless chargers are brilliant, they're great devices. Um I also have one Eufy camera at home and The reason I haven't plugged it out yet, most people were getting rid of their UFI cameras or plugging them out because what was happening was the first thing that the security researcher identified was that um, even with save to the... like They they tout this as a privacy feature that you can have local storage only and not saving up to the cloud so you don't have to buy a subscription for any cloud services to save your uh, camera recordings. It'll do it to the SD card and everything. But Juman discovered that even with all that turned off, um, so it was local only... That when he inspected things in the web interface, that the a preview image, which is the thumbnail image of what it has captured, yeah. was available through um, a publicly URL, publicly available URL. I see. Now there's a big long code on it, mm. uh, randomized code. But after a bit of digging, they found out that the the it, the code was kind of generated. Um, 64 encoded, which you know is easy to decode, <laughs> um, um, of the serial number of the device, yeah, um, and the user ID and another random number. That would, yeah. it, effectively, it would have been, it, it would have been not impossible to start guessing these um, and making things. But the thumbnail was available on a public URL. Right. So even even if the even if the the even if the code, the the random code to get this thumbnail was even more um, obfuscated, Mm -hmm. then it still was the issue of why is this thumbnail available on an Amazon storage system? Correct. Um, Right? So um, the reason it was there is because when you turn on notifications on your phone, Mm -hmm. to enable rich notifications, so something says your camera has detected motion, and it shows you a preview of the image, that image has to be able to serve from someplace. That's, and it yeah. can't serve from your camera because your camera doesn't have public access to be a web server. Yeah. So that image had to be someplace mm-hmm. for the notification, rich notification, to get through to your phone. So that was one thing. It's kind of It was, I would consider it expected, but maybe you should have been more clear as to say that yeah. the preview will go up. Right, So um, they they did update their terms and conditions to say, but I see that as once I enable notifications on my phone and there is a preview in it, I would always be the person who would be saying that has to come from someplace so it has to be stored someplace, it has to be publicly accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, they probably could tie it down to only that device that can see it. So it's not publicly accessible. By anybody they could tie it down so it has to be that user mm-hmm. but maybe this was kind of one of those quick and easy dirty things that they thought wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be an issue down the line yeah the more the bigger problem though is that the same guys found out that the Eufy cameras you could open up VLC player mm-hmm. and once you knew the stream URL and once the camera was woken up by detecting motion yeah. From anywhere in the world, you could stream to over VLC from the camera without authentication. Once you knew this long code that, again, was made up of the serial number plus other bits and pieces, which again, not, not impossible to guess, but it's just a public available VLC stream that you, if you denied, was a, a, said this is impossible. But they showed it's possible that they were able to go to other cameras that they owned in other offices across the, the other side of America, from one side to the other, and saying, look, from this URL, bang, there it is, and a VLC stream of the camera. Now if the camera was dormant and it hadn't, wasn't detecting motion, then you wouldn't get anything. But as soon as the camera woke up, the stream would start. And you could actually do a live stream of the camera feed. Which meant that if people, there was, there was no known exploits of this in the wild, because again you have to know the serial number, but it's very easy to go into, uh, um, go into any one of the stores that are selling them and go around and take pictures of all the boxes and get the serial number off the front of the box. Now you have a load of stuff that mm-hmm. has a serial number. After that, if you know the user that bought it, which again, if somebody really wanted to go to the details of it, they could find it. Um, and then... Good to plan burglary,
1: right, in yeah. your local area.
0: Yeah, so the reason I haven't gotten rid of the Eufy camera is because I have none of that turned on for outside my network. I do through HomeKit Secure Video only, mm. right? So the only way that my camera does anything is through, it's enabled through Apple's HomeKit Secure Video. Okay. And you don't have the same issues there. But if you were doing everything through the Eufy system with their recording and their notification system, then you do have the problem. So, anyway, That's that a good is KSA yeah, yeah. Reading. So, um, if you do have a UV camera, um, might be worth looking at the, looking at the security settings and making sure you're not recording up to the cloud or you don't have public access to it or. I'm sure, I, mean, I again again I'm sure there's going to be but probably by the time you're listening to this there's probably going to be some sort of um, update made to the camera because this thing has been proven so they're gonna to have to lock that down pretty fast so anyway that's the UFI cameras All right. Um, so maybe look at other cameras if you are getting done <laughs> for Christmas <laughs> all right Dave um, let's move on and talk about a few other things and um, right big one Dave mm-hmm Clean energy, free energy—it's coming. Free, free
1: energy, you said. Free,
0: free energy is free? coming. <laughs> yeah, we all we all know that energy is the uh, the big topic at the moment. Yeah. Um, now, when I say free energy, I think we're decades away from it. So, <laughs> fusion reaction has been achieved.
1: Yes. Right.
0: Yes. So delighted to hear that. Yes. Um, this is something that I'd say scientists have been working on for the last 60, 70 years. At least. Right. Um, I, I, like at the moment, when you talk about like nuclear reaction, I think that's called fission. Fission. That's fission. Right. Yes. Go fission. Right. And fusion reaction is what happens at the center of the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a place over in Oxford in England, Dave. And the when they start the reaction, um, it gets so hot, which is like. I, I can't remember the exact uh, temperature of it, but it's you're, you're talking about, like, millions of degrees Oof. centigrade, right? Ooh. um That when it actually gets turned on, it is the hottest place in the solar system because it's even hotter than the sun inside in that reaction chamber.
1: Holy.
0: Right? Man. Which um, is kind of scary to think about it. Well, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so, um, anyway... The, I think I think it was over in America some scientists have actually managed to get fusion reaction and effectively by using hydrogen and a laser um, pointed out at this, whatever. I, I don't know the techniques of this now. Right. Um, I probably should actually uh, read a bit more about it, but I'm just not that interested. It's not rocket science. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, they were able to get more energy out of it than they put into it. Right, and that's the idea of anything to yeah. Now, one of the things I did read, which I was amazed at, is that using it was something like one to two kilograms of hydrogen in fusion reaction, Mm -hmm. you get the equivalent amount of energy as burning a hundred million tons of coal. Ooh, right. So it's uh, uh, that that's that, that to me when I was looking at that, I was like, that that's a hard number to to kind of equate in your head. Yeah. I was saying, instead of extracting a hundred million tons of coal and the amount of energy that it takes to extract that amount of coal and the amount of of like. Yeah, you've the, the mining equipment, the trucks for transportation, the ships mm-hmm. for transportation, the refining of it, everything, the amount that goes into the atmosphere um, and into the environment for mining that much coal, first of all, before actually burning that much coal, right, that this thing could do it with a couple of kilograms of hydrogen is insane. But the trouble is we are a few decades away from this becoming a reality.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. like it's it's yeah. a breakthrough, but it's still yeah. relatively early yeah. days.
0: Yes, it um, is.
1: But like, think of it this way. I mean, it's safer than fission. Yeah. It doesn't produce nuclear waste like yes. fission does. So we yes. don't have to worry about where are we going to dispose all this radioactive waste. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, what's the downside? The only downside is it's not here yet.
0: Yes, correct. Yeah. It'll be lovely, clean energy, and there'll be so much of it. We'll be talking about the possibility of mm-hmm. um, having free energy for the planet really hmm. right yeah, it'll never be thing, free yeah, yeah well yeah I'm sure there's some way to monetize it but effectively um, it'll, to it'll, deliver be, it'll, to it'll be different home. yeah so um, so actually you know what, I have an article I was, as I was talking because I was saying that I didn't know it I'm just going to quote here from the BBC in nuclear fusion pairs of tiny particles called atoms are heated and forced together to make one heavier one hmm. And that is the opposite to nuclear fission, in which heavy atoms are split apart. That's right. Which is the splitting of the atom, which is what where you get your nuclear bombs. <laughs> All right. And nuclear power stations use a nuclear fission at the moment to generate electricity. That's right. All right. So fusion is the, the one that we want to get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fusion sure. is is where, it, where is the holy grail. Um, and you know what? If it starts working and we get to it. Uh, which which we will. The fact that they made that breakthrough now is a big thing. And um, it can only get better from here once we start um, down that line. It's a reason to be optimistic for sure. Yes, yeah. It is, yeah. Right. And on that note as well, um, just, I've been doing a bit of uh, looking around in terms of what people are using and like, the, the we all know the price of electricity at the moment is gone bananas mm-hmm. uh, because of different factors around the world. Yeah. and. Um people are worried about like there are justifiably and rightly people there who are afraid to turn on the heating this winter yeah. because of the price and it's a scandal that we're in that situation. Um the government have prov- have provided some credits, some um yeah. energy credits. Um whether they'll go far enough or not, we don't know. Uh, yeah. we don't know I what's gonna be to right.
1: be specific, like I logged into my um energy portal today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said uh, €200 credit. So that'll Mm -hmm. be for the next bill. But I think the total is going to be 600 over the next, uh, into 2023 anyway.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so we'll get another payment in, I think in February and another in April or something like that. Um, And hopefully the things will have changed by then anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been looking into, like, things that will use energy in the home and what uses the most electricity. So the it's kind of it's obvious but it's worth stating the things that are the big energy draws in your house so your oven yeah. massive one electric showers big one
1: no, that said, mm. Let me clarify, that said, I would say an electric shower beats an immersion bin on to heat up the water. Because when you heat up water in an mm. immersion, you might not need all of it. And then
0: yeah. a lot of it goes to waste. Yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 But the draw, like say a pumped electric shower, mm. uh, um, heat, pumped heat electric shower is a, a, a fairly big draw on electricity. Um, and I'm, I'm going by the first thing of actually looking and seeing which are the things on your fuse board that have their own... Isolator. Right. Okay. The shower does have that. Shower has, which means there's a huge draw there. Yeah. Oven has huge draw there. Yeah. So the next out of that, after that, then, in terms of what's going to use a lot of draw is, okay, electric heaters are definitely massive, massive uses of electricity. Yeah. Um, Your clothes dryers, Mm -hmm. again, putting them on and on for a long time. Think about that. They
1: have to work for nearly two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Hair dryers to a degree, they, Mm. they still draw a fair bit kettle boiling the kettle does draw a fair amount of power mm. right so unnecessarily boiling the kettle multiple times a day is actually yeah. going to rack it up as well
1: just remember like the way i've been doing it for years because i'm a you know a tight ass <laughs> is to put just enough water like you, it's just as much as you need at any given time. Yeah. Spends less time boiling.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 And you're, you're just going to use that amount. Right. There is no point in boiling, a kettle, like filling the kettle, boiling it, and then coming back an hour later to reboil what's left in it. Yeah. Um, that's an awful waste of energy. It is. Dehumidifiers.
1: Oh.
0: Are hu- they're as bad as dryers. They're a huge draw on electricity okay. as well. Okay. All right. But I also looked in as well, what are the things that don't use a lot of electricity? Mm. So. Um, LED light bulbs are very low. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I get asked a lot as well is people say to me, oh, I have my smart speaker on whether it's uh, an Amazon one or my Google home or something like that. And they're on 24 hours a day. And I looked into that and the, the actual power usage of these things. And even at the moment with the high price of electricity, mm-hmm. there, there's almost a negligible difference on like, if you have one of them just sitting idle. Or if you've won them playing music, mm-hmm. I'd right? say you just get it to tune into Limerick City Community Radio. and <laughs> <There you go. laughs> leave it on twenty four hours a day. There's a negligible difference in the amount of usage, um, power usage, I whether it's active or idle. All right, uh, small bit, but not that much. Mm. So yeah, um, you're even at the high price of electricity at the moment. I would be saying that uh, a, a smart speaker would probably consume roughly about the maximum. 10 cent a month right damn it right so like you're talking about Mm -hmm. even at that like over the space of a year even even if you if you go up higher you're talking about like one two euros a year okay right of leaving it plugged in so you don't need to be turning things like that off okay um TV's in standby, again, you're yeah. talking about something similar again. Right.
1: I think it's called vampire draw or something like that. When it's yeah. in standby, it's just yes. taking it a
0: little bit yeah. out, yeah. It, it's yeah, There's a tiny bit of a draw because it has to be active so that it knows that when you press the power button on the remote to yeah. actually start doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, like I've always said as well, like one of the biggest draws of power on your, on your mobile phone is the screen. Mm-hmm. So if your mobile phone is sitting there with the screen off all day and it's just waiting for phone calls, then your battery is going to be a lot longer than if you're sitting there doing your doom scrolling through Facebook or Twitter <laughs> right and just going down long the, once the once the and reducing the brightness of it um mm-hmm. it will reduce the draw on the battery yeah um screens on TVs and everything like like that as well are big draws so if, mm-hmm. if it's in um, standby mode um then it's well, going to have a very little draw on it.
1: Now, if you're not too fussy, then, mm-hmm. you know, with the TV, you might turn it on eco mode as well so that it doesn't, um, the screen won't be as bright. But if it's Correct. if it's something you can tolerate, then, yeah, yeah that might mm-hmm.
0: help. Yeah. Um, the the other thing to to be aware of as well, don't leave things plugged in all the time um, charging. So if, if you're charging up a laptop or an iPad or a, a tablet or a phone or that, mm-hmm. um, don't leave it plug, plugged in all the time. Now, some of them have um, good management of power draw so that they will take a few hours to once they get to a certain level they'll stop drawing power but um there's no need to leave laptops and stuff plugged in all the time um because that's only going to be charging discharging charging discharging so it's a power draw that you don't need to do and every little helps it's a waste yeah there you go um the, one of the things you could do anyway, because lights do add up to a lot of power um, mm-hmm. over the year, each individual light might be small, but just make sure you turn off lights um, as you go around the house. And yeah. if you can um, use LED bulbs, yeah. um, they might they be a bit more expensive, expensive. to get. Yeah. But like I have, okay, so I have, uh, I talked earlier on about the Philips Hue stuff. Mm. So I feel Philips Hue lights around my house now yeah. and I a lot of them I have... Five or six years.
1: Oh, I
0: huh. never replaced one of them.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: I never had to replace one bulb mm. yet. They're LED. Um, you can change colors, but I'm everything. And um <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And nice. I told you the I think uh, in the last episode I told you as well that I got the little Lecara motion sensor um, and put that in the hallway. It's a tiny little thing, tiny little thing. I think I showed you, did I? Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I don't think I've seen it. All right, okay. I'll have to. I'll have to have to take a picture and show you that but it's, it's a tiny tiny little motion sensor mm. so you wouldn't even see it on the on the hall table and um it just means that the light in the hall which was on before all the time you come in in the evening and the first thing you do is turn on the hall light and mm-hmm. it was on all evening mm-hmm. um and but now with the motion sensor there which was only like a 20 quid motion sensor when someone passes the motion sensor it turns on the hall light so if you go out to answer the front door or if you're going upstairs or you're running then the light comes on the hall. If you come down the stairs, the light comes on the hall. Right. Um, and after, I think I've had it said for three minutes of inactivity, the light goes off. So it's just, I know I spent 20 quid, but what I'm saying is over the next couple of years of that, that stops that light from using electricity the whole time. Plus it's kind of cool. That is, yeah. <laughs> there you go. As techies, we love yeah. that idea yeah. of just like walking in and just the lights mm-hmm. coming on and auto oh, going off. Right, Dave. Um
1: uh, just sorry, yeah. just one more thing on the whole thing. Don't forget as well, if you like a lot of apartments, I can I live in an apartment, so I know this. Uh, mm-hmm. I've lived in a few now. Um, they have night meters, houses too. So yeah. If you're going to do the heavy lifting, obviously you're not going to cook your dinner in the small hours, right? Yeah. But you, you could dry your clothes yeah. in the small hours. If you yeah. must use a dryer, then do it then. Same with the washing machine. The washing machine doesn't use as much, but again, you could save money, do yeah. it at night.
0: Yeah. Okay, Dave. ChatGPT. What have you heard about ChatGPT? Have you heard about it?
1: I heard it's going to take over the world.
0: Yeah. It's going to take over. It could take Skynet. over from Google. All right. Okay, Dave. ChatGPT. Um, you can just go into Google and look for ChatGPT. Sign up. It is this new AI system that you can ask it anything. And I am going to give you a demo of it now, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So we're on a tech podcast, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm logged into um, their website, chat.openai.com, at the moment now, right? Okay. And I am going to ask it uh, write me an intro for a tech podcast. Okay. Oh. Um,
1: Since the show is nearly over, why don't you go with an outro? (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, actually, do you know what? Um, Write me an intro for a tech article on cryptocurrency.
1: Oh, oh. All
0: right. Hopefully, it will do something here now. It does actually say we are experiencing exceptionally high demand right remember which, which this is just only testing as well I think. okay here we go i'm going to read this out as it's given back to me cryptocurrency is a digital or virtual currency that uses cryptography for secure financial transactions It is decentralized, meaning it is not controlled by a central authority such as a government or financial institution. Instead, it operates on a decentralized network of computers that validate and record transactions on a public ledger called a blockchain. Since the introduction of Bitcoin in 2009, cryptocurrencies have gained significant traction and attention from investors, businesses and individuals all around the world. Today, there are thousands of different cryptocurrencies available, each with their own unique features and capabilities. In this article, we will delve into the world of cryptocurrency and explore its history, how it works and its potential impact on the future of finance and commerce. We will also discuss the risks and challenges associated with cryptocurrency, as well as the opportunities it presents for individuals and organizations. Whether you are a seasoned cryptocurrency enthusiast or a newcomer to the space, This article aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the exciting and rapidly evolving world of cryptocurrency. So that just gave me that back, Dave. Wow. Right. And that reads perfectly.
1: Like a human wrote it.
0: Right. That was an AI that just wrote that for me. OK, mm-hmm. now, <laughs> if you're a student out there, you're, you're rubbing nah, your I hands. don't
1: give me any ideas. It's exam time after <laughs> yeah. all. remember
0: that. <laughs> you're rubbing your hands with glee saying, oh, my God, give me this. <laughs> right. I just read all that just off screen just by asking it to write me an intro to a tech article on cryptocurrency. Yeah. Right. Now, there's a reason why I asked that actually is because Oh, cryptocurrency was a bad year for... 2022 was a bad year for cryptocurrency. Yeah.
1: Um, Will it ever recover?
0: I don't think so. Yeah, so, maybe not. So a lot of places... Uh, the, most, the the biggest one sold is the most recent one, which is FTX. Yeah. Um, which... Um, it started last year with a $32 billion valuation. Yeah. Um, it was supposedly like, I don't know, this major... The white knight of cryptocurrency is the one that would come in and buy up the others that were having trouble. And then um, another cryptocurrency, Binance, looked at it considering a merger, pulled out of the deal and said, things don't look right with this. And then suddenly there was a run on it. And now people have lost billions, billions of money has effectively just disappeared. Right. To to, to put it in simple ways. But 2022 has been bad for cryptocurrency. this is why money needs to be regulated. This is why the financial markets need to be regulated. <laughs> this is yeah. people have put people have lost billions of money in crypto. Mm-hmm. People have made as well, but I would say there's more people have lost than made at this stage. Well, at
1: this point, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
0: So, in 2022, you have um, FTX, you've uh, Blockfi, uh, Three Arrows Capital, which people might know under. Uh, 3AC is the acronym for them, Voyager Digital, Celsius Network. There is so much went wrong with cryptocurrency this year and it really showed up that it was such a volatile, risky market because you don't know who's controlling it and you don't know where the money's going when you get it wrong.
1: (laughs) Well, the idea is nobody's controlling it, but you just don't know that for sure, do you? Because we don't know who these people are.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people
1: started this... Mm-hmm. Uh We don't know who they are. We don't know who Mister Bitcoin is.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Well, they never found him. And you never know if it's all going to go downhill or not, mm-hmm. right? And this one here, anyway, which was the one that was like touted as one of the market leaders. Sam Sam Bankman fried isn't it? Is that's his name I think SFB they shorten it to. Anyway, so if you hear anybody talking about SFB um, and and FTX, then uh, that's the one that uh, went. Absolutely wallop! Just recently, uh, I—if anybody asks me for advice on cryptocurrency—the the advice I give is: if you don't know what it is and you don't know what a blockchain is, then stay away from it. <laughs> you don't—you <laughs> don't have any business in, involved in any of this stuff. It's not something for you to dabble. Actually, if you have money that you don't care about, if you have enough money that you really, really don't care about this, then work away, dabble away, because ah. if you might come good. But if you need your money each week and you don't have savings and you don't have uh, yeah. a future planned, then yes, people got good in it in the early days. It's harder to do that now. It's yeah. harder to. Yeah. And there's so many, like uh, even even the one that was there, they the, the, the followed up on that recently, actually, um, the, go on to any podcast app and look for the Missing Crypto Queen. And and listened to that podcast. Did a another series of it there recently. I did a recommendation on it before, uh, which was then called OneCoin, which they were saying was a cryptocurrency that didn't even have a blockchain behind it. It was nothing. It was smoke and mirrors pyramid scheme. Right. So and again, billions. Disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Billions disappeared into that. Oh no. Um, so yeah, start listening to that in the in the. Um, it's a BBC series, um, Missing Crypto Queen. Missing Crypto Queen. Wow. Yeah, li- go and listen to yeah. that. It's well worth it. Now, right some, after you've listened to our podcast. Someone
1: put I saw like I was watching a YouTube video mm. uh, within the last week, and someone put it like this. You know, when you make an investment, everyone says it's a bit of a gamble. Sometimes it's yeah. an educated gamble, yeah. though. You know what I mean? It's a guess. Sometimes it's not yeah. a gamble even. Yeah. But with cryptocurrency it's always a gamble right now. Yes. You know what I mean? There's no way to make any kind of educated guess on it. No,
0: no. So there's definitely better places
1: to, you know, put your money.
0: So Dave, we're going to round out 2022 by just giving people a reminder that there, especially this time of year, there are plenty of scams out there. Yeah. People looking, you'll get text messages, check the link in the text message, um, like, don't follow it. Kind of like mm-hmm. um, one of the things I do if I get something from pretending to be one of these shipping companies is I, um, on my phone, I'll press the link and I'll hold it down until it gives me the menu. I'll say copy link, then I'll copy that link into a Notepad and look at it and look at the domain. If it you know if you don't recognize the main, if it's not their website, don't click on it. Don't follow it. Don't go to the web page. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody texts you looking for pin codes or account details, even if they pretend to be your bank, don't follow it. It's that time of year people yeah. are people are, are kind of, they get busier and they get less um, attentive to different things coming in because... They know they're all waiting. The stuff presents are coming, and they're all making sure they want to get the present delivered before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And and they they assume that this might be something to do with some shipment they're awaiting. Um, so. Yeah. Be extra vigilant. Uh,
1: there's been a lot of Unpust scams going around yes. lately, um, <clears throat> let your packages arrive you click this link, or customs charges and stuff like that. Now, yeah. Unpust used to email out links to pay custom charges, but yeah. in light of the recent scandals, uh, scams yeah. rather, they said they, they're, they're not doing that, so they're not yeah. doing that anymore.
0: Yeah. So um, just be careful, if in doubt, if you get something in and you're in doubt, Find your local uh, friendly family techie member who might right. have a bit more information. Everybody knows a techie, right? Yeah, everybody. Everybody loves a techie. <laughs> there's, a, there's your t shirt for Christmas Dave. Yep. Everybody loves a techie, um, and ask that person. Uh, even no matter even if they're a techie, or not just ask. Get a techie involved. Somebody else just. Don't click on links, don't um, give, definitely don't give any pin information or account information. Right. um, A a bank
1: will never ask for that. Yeah. yeah.
0: And just be vigilant. Look at the URL. If you're on a website, look up in the URL bar to see if you're, and and if you're in doubt, if if it's something that you think maybe it is legit, then ring the bank. Get their number from their own website, not the number that's given to you in the email or the text message. Yes. Get their actual number. Ring them and find out is it legit or just ask your local techie guy. And remember, you can always email us, techpost at Limerickpost.ie and we will answer your questions. But Dave, we've come to the end of another show and end of another year. End of the season. Yes, indeed. So um, thanks to everybody for sticking with us throughout the year, Mm -hmm. all our listeners, and and the questions that we've got in. um, And and any other questions, please definitely get in contact with us and let us know. And we will be back at some stage in the new year. So... Happy Christmas, everybody, and have a happy new year. All right, talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Tech Post is brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio and at 9.9 FM every weekend. And in association with the Limerick Post newspaper, it also goes out as part of the podcast feed from the Limerick Post where you can get this show and loads more great shows. Please give us a rating and review. If you like this show in whatever podcast app you use, Don't forget you can get in touch with us at techpost at limerickpost.ie if you have any questions, comments or suggestions or if you'd like to be featured on the show. Key music is by Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets and you can get their great music on Apple Music and Spotify and production assistance from Eric Fitzgerald.